conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Welcome to Empath, Connection Over Projection. Today I'm talking about the importance of connection when we're on social media and online because most people on social media are asking how do I look rather than how do I love? How are you appearing to others rather than how you're showing up for others? Your looks might attract someone, but it's your love that keeps them. So it's really worth thinking about that that when we go out on social media and we shout about ourselves and we talk about what we're up to, that's fine. But there's also this element of what are you doing to connect with your audience, to really connect with them, you know, at a root level. When you say connection these days, everyone thinks that you're talking about likes or even comments. And to a certain extent, you are. Engagement, they call this. And engagement is really important. But when I think of engagement, I think of love. If you're getting engaged to somebody, it's usually because you see a long-term future with that person. It's very much the same with marketing. Engagement should mean that you're giving the love back, that it's reciprocal, that it's relationship-focused. And yet, engagement's become a bit of a throwaway term where people say, what engagement have you got? And they mean their views or their impressions or their likes. And, And these things, to me, don't feel like they make up pure connection, true connection, because connection is about that and and engagement is about that sense of getting to know someone and creating a conversation. It's a conversation. So sometimes you'll say, how many comments have you got? And comments are engagement. But for me, it's about the conversation rather than just the comment, because anybody can leave a comment. And actually, the problem I see that I've talked about quite a bit on my Instagram channel is something that I've named comment cocking. Now, to give you an idea of what this is, if you imagine a peacock walking up and down a room, strutting, trying to get your attention, tail out, you know, looking all flash, that's peacocking. Walking up and down, trying to get people's attention and really showing off a little bit. Well, comment cocking is just like peacocking, but with comments. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I give you an example. It's the sort of person that goes onto someone else's social media feed and then comments underneath their post. And the essence of what they're saying is, me, me, look at me, look at my feathers, look at my tail feathers. So it's comment cocking. Now, sometimes these posts are really obvious because you'll know the ones. They say things like, love it, great work. They'll just say something really just mundane and bland. And often these are bots or people that are just going around putting generic comments on as many things as they can to get seen more, to really get seen more. They're just putting an egg in every single basket they find, dropping an egg, running, dropping an egg, running. But some of these comments are strategic. So let's say, for example, if you're a copywriter and you search a hashtag such as hashtag copywriters of Instagram or hashtag copywriting, find a copywriter that you like the look of, the sound of, and the audience of. And I don't mean the number, I mean the sort of people this person attracts to them. And then go underneath their post and you comment. I'm not advising you do this, by the way. I'm just saying this is what people are doing quite often. And then you leave a comment. So you might say, oh, 
this sounds great. I've also got a copywriting course called Copywriting 101. Great to meet you or something. That's a very subtle and sometimes not so subtle way of saying, that's great. Look what I've got to the person's followers. However, it can be a bit tasteless, like a peacock. You know, you're putting yourself out there and it's very showy and it's very loud. So the, the equivalent offline would be that you go into a room full of people and you start talking about yourself. So you walk over to a couple dining quietly in the corner and you say, hi, I'm Jess. How are you doing? I really like your dress. I really like your shirt. And then you sit down and you pour yourself a drink and you say, what are we talking about? I just thought I'd tell you about my business. You'd never do that. You would never go up to a couple in a restaurant and start telling them about your business and pitching in the middle of their romantic dinner. And yet, essentially, that's what people are doing online all the time. They're coming into your space with very loud energy and telling you a bit about them, um, often promoting themselves in your space. It's, and it's not great, in my opinion, because that is not engagement. So if somebody says to you, what are you doing to engage with people? I'm all for going and leaving comments and talking to people. But I think, first of all, don't make it about you. And secondly, read what they say and be genuinely interested. And if you're not genuinely interested, don't comment at all. Make it something that you're interested in. And when I say interested, I don't mean something that you're an expert in, that you want to tell them your way, because you're going in again and you're breaking up that romantic dinner every time you do that. What I'm suggesting that you do is go in and listen and talk back and be involved in a conversation rather than trying to get on the stage. So comment cocking is about literally going up to a band, taking the microphone off them and then speaking in the middle of their song. <laughs> Whereas what you really want to do is be in the crowd, in the front row, dancing and singing and telling them you love the song and why you love the song and why it resonates with you. That's the difference between comment cocking and actual connection. And yet, believe it or not, even though it will be really obvious when I'm telling you this on the podcast, so many people confuse them. And when you say you want to engage with more people, the first thing they do is run off and leave comments all over the shop, like little eggs in baskets. And sometimes those comments are not particularly useful, interesting, or even conversational. They're very one-sided. They're like a little sales pitch that they just leave as a it's their calling card. They just leave it at every single Instagram address they can find with a certain hashtag. And I understand why people do that, but I don't think it's particularly, um, I don't actually think it's particularly ethical, but I certainly don't think it's the best way to connect. So comment cocking comes from a place of plumage, of strut, of show, of often insecurity, actually, or lack of identity, because the people that really are solid in themselves can go in and listen and go in and sit down and just be part of the audience and be involved in it rather than needing to get the microphone. Some people can just sit and enjoy and appreciate. And I realize most of the people listening to this podcast will not be microphone grabbing people because or comment cockers because it takes a certain personality. And most of those types of personality are probably, well, they are in the creative industries. You know, I have to say there's a lot of this going on in the creative industry. But I do think it's quite a bold thing to do and not bold in a good way. So peacocking is projecting. It's trying to be seen, but with an aim in mind. So the peacock, he wants to find a mate. He is flashing his pretty feathers, catching the eye of the ladies. But then what? So you catch their eye and then how do you speak to their heart? Well, that's in the connection. Now, I realize a peacock probably doesn't really care 
about love and connection. But to give it as an example, it's very easy to flash your tail feathers and be seen and look good and comment cock and all of that. But how are you actually creating a long-term relationship and getting connected truly with your customers? Projection is about trying to appear, whereas connection is about coming as you are. Projection is about impressing. Connection is about emotion. Projection is how do I look? Well, connection is how do I feel? Projection is perfection and reflection and even attention, whereas connection is anchored and it's authentic. So how can you focus more on connection? It's tough. It's tough because we are taught to focus on the numbers. So firstly, my number one thing is to start with names rather than numbers and get to know people. I would rather you knew less people and it was real and that you had a long string of people you'd spoken to, but you couldn't tell me a fact about every single one and an interesting fact. Two, spend more time talking with people rather than talking at them. That's something I see a lot. Social media has been designed, well, it hasn't been designed. It has been designed to be two-way, but it's very easy to use it one-dimensionally. It's very easy to go on social media and talk about yourself a lot and not actually spend your time talking to people. But you would get more, and I genuinely mean this, and I've seen this a lot over the years, from putting less out and spending more time connecting with people privately and intimately than you would from standing on the stage. You're better using your time, 80% on your audience and 20% on your own promotion than the other way around, because I'm not against promotion. I've got a lot to say about promotion or expression, as I like to call it. But promotion is plumage. Promotion is peacocking. And so it's being aware of how much time are you putting into attracting a mate and how much time are you putting into building a relationship and connecting with a mate. Number three is to help others, to truly help others and give without agenda. So it seems counterintuitive to put all your time and effort into helping other people rather than trying to get money or business yourself. But honestly, this is the best thing you can do in business is connect from a place of authenticity and truly give to others. Give your time and give your knowledge and give your inspiration and give it freely. And honestly, it'll come back to you tenfold without thinking, what's in it for me? Why should I? Are they my ideal customer? Will they buy from me? You've got to change your mindset. Number four is to listen, to truly listen to your people. Spend time with what they have to say. So When my customers are talking to me or my members or my audience even in the Instagram messaging or via email, I'm listening to what they're saying, even though it's not likely even about me all the time or my offering. Quite often it's about their lives, but this is how I get to know them and truly be able to work with them and help them and offer value to them and enrich their lives. It's all from that place of familiarity and truly knowing what they've shared with me, spending the time to listen to them in the present but also to go away and mull over it and think about the meaning behind it and work out how I could be of value to them, how I can help them from a heart perspective. Number five is to get to know someone, to really take the time. Because I think taking the time, your time is your most important asset. So taking the time to truly get to know someone is the most important thing and the most valuable thing you can do at all. Be grateful for their energy. Be grateful that they're giving you their energy and be generous with your own energy so that you're giving back and you're listening and you're truly being present with them, not thinking about the shopping list or how you're going to sell something, but really being in the moment with them. 
Number six is to remember that email addresses or direct messages are a privilege. So be purposeful with how you use them. I personally don't like it when I see all this direct mail marketing and people just saying, DM me this or DM me that if you want, you know, so-and-so DM me this word or when people say that they're going to direct message you and get straight in your inbox and start promoting stuff to you, it feels very intrusive to me. And it's the same with email marketing. If someone entrusts you to even go into their direct messages, if they entrust you to send them an email, do it from a place of sincerity, not a place of sales and a place of pushiness and peacocking. It has to be with a genuine intent to create connection. You have to genuinely mean that. You're there to create connection. You're not there to sell and you need to change the script because, and that's another thing, don't have a script because scripts are just, they're too perfect and polished and everyone knows they're impersonal. They're not personal. It's very hard to write a script that's personal. It can be done, take it from a copywriter, but it's a very hard balancing act and most people know through their intuition whether it's scripted and whether they're being sold to. Go in without expectation. And go in for connection, truly for connection. It is a privilege that you've got this data in the first place, that you've got someone's email address. Use it wisely. Number seven is don't comment cock. (laughs) Don't comment cock. Make it about them rather than about you. Going into someone's space to speak about or shout about yourself is a big no-no. Don't do it. Don't go and ruin that romantic dinner. Remember that. Go in to truly connect and talk to them and show that you're actually genuinely interested in what they've got to say, because they've got something to say. It's not just your stage. And last of all, number eight, don't rush. Relationships are built over time. So allow people to build up trust with you and get to know you and allow that. Don't focus on getting a certain amount of numbers or getting a certain amount of sales. Give your content, and that's whether it's email or, you know, email can be two-way. It is, in my opinion, email should be two-way or even a podcast, or even social media. Give it time for people to get to know you and trust you. Don't rush it and try and force a sale on people, or even force a sale at all, at any point. Because people buy from a place of relationship, and we buy from a place of trust, and we're in a marketing world where trust is short on supply. So don't add to the problem, and just allow the space to get to know your audience, and really Let them make up their own minds and let them make up their own hearts. We always finish each episode with a short invitation to create an intention. So today I'm asking you, how can I create more connection? That's the only question for you to mull over today. You can spend some time journaling about it, thinking about it, take it for a walk, write down whatever comes to mind. But how can you create more connection? That's what you're focusing on. And remember, whatever you do, All you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, find me on Instagram or check out my new summer sessions, three courses, three months, access to my membership community, Empress and three exclusive live sessions with me on copywriting, marketing, and manifestation, all for a brilliant price. Join me for a summer of Love Your Business at summersessions.jesscollins.com.
www.theferalwriter.co.uk. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. And I'll be back next week.